Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for what you are doing in our lives and in our times together. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, move in us as Adrian shares this morning. Amen. I'm going to take just a few moments as we share together. And um, I'm going to take the theme is based on um, Matthew chapter 25. You might want to turn to it. It's not going to come up on screen. Traditionally known as the parable of the talents. A parable is a story a form of storytelling that Jesus used to bring a practical and spiritual significance to life. And he used stories of the day to help people identify. And uh, I'll, I'll make it clear as we go along in the next few moments. That's, you'll find it in Matthew chapter 25, verses uh, 14 to 30. And you'll probably find in the translation that you'll have in front of you, uh, it will say the parable of the bags of gold. And I'll explain what that is all about in a moment, okay. But uh, I want to take uh, just a couple of moments as we, I want to touch on um, how you and I can become a sense of being fulfilled as a Christian, how you can be fulfilled in your spiritual walk and how we can, how we can feel personally fulfilled in our relationship with Jesus Christ and in our walk with Jesus and also how we can fulfill our potential. So how you can feel fulfilled in your relationship, but also fulfill your personal potential in God. And uh, that, 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 that I'm going to apply to this passage. And that's where I want to go over the next few moments. Over the years, I've seen a lot of people start well, but not finish well. As Christians, I'm saying. I've been 39 years a Christian now, 32 of those years leading in a local church. So it's, it's a little while, it's not a long, long time, but it's a little while. And in that time, I've witnessed lots of great people start so well in their Christian journey or their spiritual journey, but not finish very well. Uh, I've, I've witnessed fellow um, men and women who went to college in the, the years ago when I went to Bible college in 1988. I was at, studied at Bible college and quite a number of the men and women who studied in the year that I studied in uh, no longer in Christian ministry. And quite a lot of those reasons are negative, for negative reasons, quite a number of those, not all. So, you know, it's been an observation. And, and over the years, we, we can get dejected, despondent. We can either pull away from God, Jesus, pull away from other believers, pull away from church, that is, you and I, we are church. Or even some don't pull away, but they park up, put the handbrake on in life, and just, that's it, stop, stop at this point. And uh, so I make no judgment. This isn't a judgment. It's an observation that I've made. And in, into that atmosphere, I just want to speak about how you can be fulfilled as a Christian, how you can have a fulfilling spiritual journey, and how you can re- you can fulfill potential in God. You, you, and you and I all have our own potential in God. And God knows you. And you can have a journey that can, you can feel really fulfilled in God and your relationship with him. 
So let's read this passage just for a moment or two. It's just a few verses, and if you have it with you, that would be great. And if not, then just relax, listen to this story that Jesus shares, and we're going to apply it to the things that I've shared a moment ago. So, parable of the bags of gold then, or the parable of the talents. Again, verse 14, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags of gold, to another one bag of gold, each according to his ability. Please note that, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gave five bags more. In other words, he invested it. So also, the one who had two bags of gold gained two more, did the same thing. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money, hid the money in the ground. The others invested it. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled his accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold bought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. Bear that in mind, faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. We can share in the joy of Jesus Christ and God the Father. The man who had with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man in harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid the gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, it would have received, I would have received it back with interest. In other words, you would have received another extra bag of gold like the others. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw this worthless servant outside into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So in this story, in this parable, which we've explained is a way of Jesus sharing spiritual practical significance in life through a story that's related to life, we have a rich master, and he was a very rich man. He was a very, very rich man indeed because he, he dishes out bags of gold to his servants. You didn't have bags of gold in those days, 2,000 years ago. Now, in the original translation, it says he, he gave five talents, two talents, one talent. In the translation that you probably have, it says five bags of gold, two bags of gold, one bags of gold. A talent is a measure of weight, so it is correct that they were bags of gold. That's absolutely right. 
We think of talents as in human ability, don't we? Tal your talent, my talent. But a talent is a measure of weight, a bit like a kilogram or a pound or a ton or whatever it is, okay? And um, so it's right that they were measured, the gold or the silver would be measured in a bag worth a talent. But a talent was the measurement of kings. You gave ransom or tribute in talents. It was quite a significant weight. It was a significant weight. And so when you think of bags of gold, it wouldn't have been like a tiny little purse. These would have been big, bristling bags of bumped on the top of the table, gold or silver coins. And probably been worth like, a, like a, somewhere between, between 500 to 1,000 pounds a bag. That was then, in the money of that day, not... Not even now. If somebody gave you a thousand pounds, you think that's quite a lot of money. But back then, so this was a significant, this man was very incredibly wealthy, very rich. But then he shares his riches with some very entrusted people, his entrusted servants. And there are three servants which he entrusts with his wealth. And um, so you just need to, just to get the gist of that, this is quite significant. And so he gives five bags to one, two bags to another, and one bag to the other. The one with five bags puts it, invests it, it returns with another five, so it's ten bags. This is a significant return. The one with two invests, and there's four bags. But the one with one, he was fearful, and so he digs a hole and buries it. And... Uh, he gets into trouble because there's no return. The master is overjoyed with the first one and he says, I will entrust you with more. Come into my happiness. Enter into my joy and happiness. To the second one with the, two, the, the four bags now, uh, he says, uh, I will entrust you with more. Well done. And he says, come and enjoy with me. You can enjoy my happiness. And to the one who buries, he is displeased and he takes it away. And, and, and cast away that one from his uh, presence. And so he's not in his happiness. And so, look, there are three um, simple things that I, I would just want to say that come, I'm going to say from this story that can be applied. Three thoughts. You can go out there, there's ten thoughts on the parable, five thoughts. I'm going to just share three. And here, here, here's the one. The first one is this. Um, we are entrusted by God according to our abilities. It's really interesting. You'll, you'll see it there. Uh, it, Jesus is, is saying there in this, in this story, it, this is a picture of when God entrusts us in life, it's what we do with that which we're entrusted. So your life, you've been entrusted with life. What are you doing with that? That's, that's the gist of this story in relation to the, the great master, God himself, okay? And that's the gist of this. And so the first thing is this. We're, we're entrusted according to our ability. We live in a world that says you can achieve what you like. It used to be called pop idol in the, the first, when it first started, when it first, before it became too refined. And they were taken by surprise by the people. It, later on, it, when it became pop, whatever it was called, they then brought the people in, and they, and they all set up. But in the early days, and, and people would, so there was, I remember seeing some people singing, and they, they, you know, they were singing, but it wasn't, so I'm going to be careful how I say it. They were singing, but it wasn't, you couldn't, it wasn't singing to maybe make a career. You, you could sing to yourself in the bath, but no one else wanted to listen. But you were still singing. And so people would, and so, and so Simon Cowell, in the, this is the early days, would say, you think you can sing? And they go, yeah. 
Who told you you could? My mum and dad said I could achieve anything. I'm a star. Now, I get that. There is something that in, in all of us, you can achieve something in life. Of course you can. But according to our ability. Now, this is really interesting because we do live in an age that says, I'll have everything that I like. I can achieve anything. I'll have everything. And it might not work out like that. It's according to where we're at in life. And, and that's really interesting. And that, now, this is really interesting because throughout my life, there's been stages in my life where I've where, where, where as a Christian, before I had children, I was able to volunteer in certain ways. And when children came in, 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 in and so my, my abilities was released in a certain way. As I went through life, my children started to grow up. And so our abilities in, in, in life were changed in ways. And that's interesting because throughout your life, you'll have ebb and flow of life where you'll feel that your ability, your circumstance change. It's what you do with your circumstance that counts. Please get this, because I hear some Christians say, I used to do this, and I'm not going to look at some of them because they're here this morning, but I hear some say, I used to do this, and they're now mature in their age of life, and so they physically can't do this, X, Y, and Z, but it's what you can do today with the ability that you have now. So you don't have to beat yourself up. What I'm about to say, you could take this and start to beat yourself up this one, but don't. But it's where are you in your life with your health and your, your finance and, and who you are and your availability in life and what you can do and what you can't do, where are you? Because that's with your, your, your able and your unable. But it's what you do with that that is important. We'll see that a bit later on. And, um, and this is important too because everybody wants to be a pop star, but not everybody can take the stage. Not everybody, can they? They can't. And, and so in church and in the gathering of church of people, when we come together, we would all like to be you know, the biblical theologian or the Bible teacher or the speaker or, or the person that sings or the, you know, or I don't know, or whatever it might be. But all of us have different aspects of a. And so the, the danger can be that we can look at others and look at them and they're better than me and they're better. It's not that. Our abilities are different, all valuable. Because the master says, you've done well. Come into my happiness and enjoy my happiness. He says it to the one who gets 10 bags and the one who gets um, four bags. So we're all valuable. What's important is what we do with our ability. The, what we do with what you've got is incredibly important. And this is what Jesus is teaching here. And so uh, that's the first thing I say. The second thing I would say is this. Um, I'm moving on to try and keep within a decent time. Um, exercise what you've been entrusted with and God seems to entrust more, whatever that means to you. More for you will be different for the more for me. I, I, and, and just don't get hung up on what somebody's doing beside you or behind you or whatever it is. But um, this is a really interesting because you, if we exercise what, where I'm at, and this is interesting. He entrusts more. In verse 21 and 23, he says this. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in few things. I will put you in charge of more things. Isn't that interesting? And he says that to the one who gets 10 bags and the one who gets four bags. No one's greater. But what is the factor there? It's the exercise of faithfulness. Faithfulness, being faithful. And, and is, is so underrated in the age in which we now live. It's not, it's not glitzy. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not 
you know, pop star enough. But faithfulness is, is very often unseen. But faithfulness, being faithful, being faithful to God, you know, truly being faithful to God, continuing. You see, it, it, you, there's something really powerful about faithfulness. And this is what the master says. You have been faithful in these small things. I will now entrust you with much. And the, so the exercise of faithfulness and, and, and it's, what it is, it's an exercise of faith, in other words. Being faithful continually, day after day, after week, after year. This is the way, walk ye in it. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. It's a way. It's a way of life. He is the way, and this is the way. And so being faithful in that, it's, it's, it's under, understated, underrated, but it's the key it's probably the key to you, you fulfilling your potential. You experiencing a fullness of the presence of God. It really is. It, it's, 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 it's in this, the midst of this account, account, this story. And it's an exercise of faith. Um, uh, Matthew Henry, the Puritan uh, pastor and theologian, talks about the effort, making an effort so it's not the fact of work, work, work. It's not a work as in, uh, uh, it's based on faith. But there's an effort to day in, day out, come again and again and again. You know, serving, I mean, things like volunteer, serving, volunteering, takes day in, week in, faithfulness. Faithfulness. And, and this is what Jesus says. And so Jesus says, you have been faithful in few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And so exercise what we have, being faithful, exercising our faith, putting a, a sense of stepping out, uh, and, and that's practically doing something with it as well, is incredibly important. And we see this in this account. Finally, third thing is this. So... Um, we're given according to our ability and don't compare yourself to somebody else then in that respect. And how amazing is that that when my life changes and my ability changes, God looks at that and it's okay in the ebb and flow of your life. So don't beat yourself up. It's what you do with what you, where you're at is, that's important. Uh, sec secondly, it's as we exercise, we continue to be faithful. Exercise your faith as a Christian. Effort. yes. There are times where being a Christian is an effort. We have an energy, the, a power called the person of the Holy Spirit to be with us and in us and amongst us, to empower us. And finally, if you don't lose it, there's a danger that you could lose it. And we see this. We see this with, uh, it says um, in verse um, 21, uh, 21 to 23, uh, he, he, he says, he says to the man with the one bag, you know, um, he casts him from his presence. Yeah, you, 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 do, you do not share in the master's happiness. In verses 21 to 23, to those that exercised faithfulness, he says, I will entrust you with more because you've exercised faith. Come and enter into my happiness. You, you look at it for yourself there. Uh, the third one who buries the treasure... He does not enter into happiness. In fact, he comes out of the presence of God. If you want to know the, the presence of Jesus in your life, and uh, it says in his presence, in God's presence, there's fullness of joy. 
The master's happiness is a joy that comes from knowing the presence of God, standing on Christ the solid rock. In a world that's shifting and changing, there can be a deep down sense of hope, security, inner joy. Jason Heron last week spoke about happiness on circumstance, but there, and, and, and in the three brain surgeries for his wife, and then um, you know his little his little daughter, you know, lose, not breathing in his arms, and he he talks about knowing this sense of God continuing to be with them and in them, uh, the presence of God, even though around them circumstance was was horrific, horrible, and we we see this uh, if 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 we don't exercise our faith if we're not continually faithful if we don't step out in that faith then we 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 seem to feel that we don't experience the fullness of the presence of God you're a Christian you're still a Christian God doesn't cast you out of his heart but something happens and I meet loads of Christians that are just not fulfilled I meet I meet so many just not fulfilled he says to each one of them, uh, you, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. But to the third one, he says to them, take the bag of gold from him. Take the bag of gold from him and give it to another. We, there, there's a sense that we lose the joy, we lose the hope, we lose the security, we, we, we lose the sense of the presence of God. We're a believer. You're not, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's no doubt but there's, there's something that we lose. There's something that we feel. And um, it's important then to, to uh, continue faithfully uh, as we give our hearts and lives to him. There's something in life. There's an observation. Psychologists have looked at this. It's called the 2080 principle. The 2080 principle. The 2080 principle is this, that 20% of the... And it's in business... Often they look at how to get productivity in a business, how to motivate people. The 2080 principle, principle it's a psychological thing that's observed in life, is that 20% of the people will do um, 80% of the work, while 80% of the people watch the 20% do it. It's a, it's, it's a general psychological principle of life. And so business management looks at motivating, motivating your team so that, so that you know, people get involved, et cetera, et cetera. The same principle can happen in any, any form of organisation or group or gathering or community where it's usually the same people that do the same things. And we're all called to faithfulness. Every single one of us is called to faithfulness. And Jesus shares this sort of basic, simple principle whereby all of us are called to that faithfulness, not to observe the few, but all of us to be part of that faithful journey of giving our hearts to him. And when we do that and give our hearts and lives to him, and it may call us to step out in different ways practically to serve him. I don't know what that will mean for you, but we're called to that. Uh, in the area of life that I'm now experiencing with my abilities that you experience today, which may be different from yesterday and might be different from tomorrow, but it's what's right now. It's what I do with the right now and where I'm at now. Don't bury it. Don't park up. Don't pull away. Otherwise, we tend to lose a sense of the presence of God. We, we find that we're not in that place where we're reaching our full potential. 
Perhaps the worship team could come back and we're going to pray together. And uh, So there's those three things there. Let's, you know, look at where we are today with our abilities and give that to God. Let's exercise that which is entrusted to us and you'll find that God will entrust and you'll, you'll feel a sense of momentum begin to build in your life. Uh, you, and, and you'll begin to find a real sense that uh, the presence of God will begin to flow, as it were, in your life uh, as well. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we, you know, we're, we're going to look this morning. Perhaps if, if you're free to stand, if you can stand, will you stand with me? Let's stand. And as we do so, open up our hearts before God to say, this is my life and this is me, to, this is me today. And I give you who I am today. It's as broad as that. This is my life. This is me today. And I give you who I am today. You may be concerned about different things. I'm not telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But what we can do is give our lives to him. And then the Holy Spirit will direct us. But God who is rich, rich in love, rich in mercy, entrusts to you bags and bags of love, forgiveness, hope, freedom, joy, healing, bags and bags, just like the master gave bags and bags of God. As we receive that, don't bury that, don't allow, and don't allow that to be buried. Sometimes in life, the, the, the cares of this age can come our way, the pace of life, the worries of this life, and they can almost bury us. So when I say don't let that, I, I, I hear my heart, open your heart to God. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me. I said this last week when I read a psalm. One of David's, he said, this, this wretched man called out to God and he helped him. And then I said last Sunday morning, I'm that wretched man who every day calls out to God, help me. Help me. So do not be under condemnation this morning. Whatever walk of life, whatever care that you have, whatever, if your workload is increasing, you've, uh, whatever, Let's just give our lives to God. And an amazing thing happens. When we say, I'm going to serve you. I want to serve you. That sense of desire and exercise of faith and faithfulness is to enter into my pleasure. Enter into my love and my joy. Father God, see our hearts today as we stand. You all around this auditorium, you know where we're at. You know where, what, what we're what's going on in our hearts and lives. We bring to you our lives, our hearts, our homes, our hopes, our fears, our bodies in sickness, health, our work in good finance and challenging finance. And we pray, help us not bury it and not let it be buried. Please, Father God, don't, don't let any, any of us become stifled in any way through circumstance and care or, or pain or whatever it might be. But we open up our hearts to you just as in the, in the, in the spring, the, the flower begins to feel the warmth and begins to open up. We want to feel the warmth of your goodness, your love, your mercy, your grace, your peace. We say, forgive us if we've been closed, if I've closed my heart, if circumstances closed my heart and pain but we just open up our hearts to you and say, Holy Spirit, this is my life. I give you my life, Father, to serve you. I serve you, Jesus. 
I serve you, Father. I serve you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Receive my heart today. Amen.